0: guys, and welcome back to Nicoa Radio. My name is Jen, or as many as you know me, Miss Jen Lifts. I know it's been a while, but we are back and ready and better than ever. I know I took a little bit of time off, but I wanted to make sure that I was bringing you guys quality content, and here I am back again with the quality content. For this series of Nicoa Radio, I've decided to... Start with my topic that I want to talk about and end with a few questions from you guys because I love answering questions that you guys have and being able to connect with you guys makes me feel like I'm your bestie, which is kind of how my entire page is, the vibe is, I guess. So today's topic is going to be remembering who you are and I just find this to be an extremely important and Vital topic that some people talk about, but I don't think people talk enough about uh, the process of finding yourself again and remembering who you are again. So that's just something I kind of wanted to talk to you guys today about. So let's dive in. So there are numerous reasons why many of us get in this sticky spot where we end up forgetting who we are and trying to find our identity and trying to find ourselves. One being your age. So this tends to be a lot of people's mid to late 20s, 30s, sometimes it even extends to 40s. And also sometimes it happens, you know, in the high school, college years as well. But I tend to find that this happens a lot during the 20s and 30s. Now during this time, it's a very much transitional period. You're trying to figure out what you want to do. You're trying to figure out who you are as a person, what your direction is going to be in life when it comes to if you wanna get married, if you wanna have kids, where you want to live, what job or career path you want to take. Um, so that is one reason. Uh, another reason is a lot of us tend to lose our identity when in relationships. So you end up finding a really you know attractive partner and you end up dating them and getting to know them and doing everything with them that sometimes you tend to lose yourself in the relationship because you are so focused on the other person and pleasing them and doing what you know makes them happy, which of course is important. But I also find it to be extremely vital to maintain who you are as a person as well. So two people coming together and creating a beautiful relationship versus two people coming together and becoming one identity, which with marriage, yes, you can still most certainly do that without losing yourself as a person because in the end, if you end up ending the relationship, the marriage, whatever, you are left with nothing if you are not a part of that relationship or friendship. I'm sorry, not friendship. (laughs) A part of that marriage or that relationship. If it is, you know, you guys as a unit, and pretty much doing everything you know that the other person wants or like coming to a place where you're completely compromising your identity it just becomes a weird spot to be in and this also goes for parenthood too a lot of parents while i think it is absolutely important to make your children the number one priority i also find it extremely important to make yourself a priority as well Because as a parent, you want to lead by example for your kids and show how important it is to be yourself. And I think so many parents lose this because they're so hyper-focused on their children that they end up losing themselves. So I see this in a lot of parents. As their kids go off to college, they don't really know who they are anymore because they've completely lost their identity and it's a whole process of trying to find themselves again. And another one of the common cases that I see people losing themselves has to do with their mental health or physical health when it comes to issues. So whether that's depression, anxiety, whatever it may be, or chronic illness, um, especially if you have autoimmune conditions, a lot of times people lose their identity because they can't do what they could do before. And the core of their person, of their being, ends up feeling very lost because they're having to completely change who they are in their eyes when they can, in reality, grow as a person and change as a person and morph as a person. But I do understand and I really empathize with the feeling of not being able to do everything that you used to be able to do. So that's another case as well. So no matter what the case may be for you, whether it's chronic illness, mental health, you're a parent. You were in a relationship for, you know, 5 years and you just got out of a relationship and feel extremely lost. Don't worry, I'm here to help. Listen up and we will go through a few things that have helped me personally find myself when I feel lost or find myself when I feel down and I can't find who I am. As always, I am not a licensed therapist. I'm just a girl with a microphone and a podcast and someone who just loves helping other people. So please take what I say with a grain of salt. And here we go. So one of the first things that I do personally when I feel this way is I take some time for myself. And what I mean by that is I don't mean taking an hour to just, you know, be alone and watch TV or something. I mean, take some time to just sit with myself. Which I know is a very difficult thing for a lot of people. This used to be an issue of mine. And that was one of the reasons why I realized I needed to really focus on what makes me me was taking time to be alone, taking time to enjoy things on my own without being distracted by other people. Because a lot of us tend to fill our time up with other people, other things to just fill the void of feeling lost, feeling... Like you can't find yourself. And that is something that you can most certainly use as a tool to find yourself. I'll bring that up later. But just taking the time to be with yourself, sit with yourself, whether that's taking a bath, whether that's, you know, going on a hike, something that allows you to open your mind up and just listen to what your thoughts have to say to yourself. The next thing that I usually do when I feel this way is, as silly as this sounds, I try to create a list of things that make Jen Jen or things that make me who I am and on this list I wouldn't also include things that make me happy so for example one of the little things in life that makes me happy are bath and Body bodywork candles I love them they're literally my favorite you can never have too many candles <laughs> but I would add that to my list I would add taking a bath with Epsom salts that's something I love to do and kind of brings me back to who I am, kind of centers me, as weird as that sounds. And on that list, it might include working out. I know that comes as a shock to many of you, but something like that, any things like that that make you happy, that make you who you are, write those down, anything that makes you happy. And friends can be included on that, or spending time with certain people can be included on that, but that should not be your entire identity. So this one is going to be different for each person based on your relationship or spirituality, I should say, for some people. And depending on what your level of that is, this is completely personal and unique for each individual. So take this with how it applies to your life. But for me personally, I like to really dig in deeper in my relationship with God to try to remember who I am because for me... Our relationship with God is a core part of my being and my spirituality as some people want to call it or as I say my relationship with God is extremely important to me so a lot of times I will do things that help me feel more connected to God so whether that's taking a walk I'm not a big hiker but going outside taking a hike being in nature for me I love the beach so Being at the beach and stuff like that helps me kind of appreciate God and his beauty and helps me feel kind of back to baseline again. Um, And then connecting with God through prayer, through whether it's, you know, a devotional or reading the Bible or whatever it is, that for me is another way that I personally find myself and reconnect with trying to figure out who I am. Another thing or another type of list I might make are things that kind of draw me back to baseline, which includes like taking the bath, maybe playing with my dog, maybe grabbing my favorite ice cream or my favorite coffee, just little things like that. One of the things I love to do whenever I feel down or I feel lost and I can't find myself is as silly as it sounds, I have a list of movies and shows that I enjoy watching that I've probably seen easily a hundred times but I will watch them over and over again because it kind of brings back just the person that I am and they're like my comfort shows. So identify what those activities or items are that help make you who you are and bring you back to baseline. And another thing I will add that is different than filling all of your time up with these things. but It is spending time with the people who make you feel like you or who help you feel the most vulnerable. Or I might even add that make you feel the most safe. And by safe, I don't mean the ones who are yes men, yes women who tell you what you want to hear, but the people who you feel safe with being the most authentic version of yourself. And identifying those people so when you don't feel like yourself and you need to feel back to baseline you can reach out to those people and being around their presence and their energy reminds you of who you are as a person this could be a best friend it could be a significant other or a family member maybe even and a pet jack makes me feel like myself sometimes he drives me crazy but he he does help bring me back to baseline sometimes um So just spending time with those people and also sharing your struggles. If you're struggling, reach out to your resources and let them know so they can be supportive to you. I am the worst at this, and I'm the first to admit that I'm the worst at this, but being vulnerable is not an easy thing for many of us, myself included, because many of us, the way that, you know, we are used to being is doing things for ourselves and not, you know, inconveniencing anyone else or just being used to being more independent. That being vulnerable feels like a weakness or it feels like something that is just extremely difficult for some of us to do because we're just not used to doing it. But I encourage you to reach out to those people that you trust and you love and that actually care about your well-being and let them help no matter what you're going through and I Just think that's a very important step especially when trying to remember who you are as a person the next thing that I will bring up is remembering what your purpose is and Finding your purpose if you don't have one. So I find that a lot of people go through their entire life With no purpose. And it's unfortunate because so many people have so much potential and never unlock even the surface level of that because they're either afraid to or they didn't know how to and never took the steps to try to figure out how to. So finding your purpose, why you exist and why you do what you do. So whether that's a career, whether that's volunteer work, Um, you know, being a parent, whatever that is, your purpose is, and putting 100% in with each day that you're given. I find that to be so important in contributing to your identity. It's not your identity as a whole, but it is a part of your identity. And I do find that to be an important um, element of remembering who you are, is coming back to that core reason of your purpose. And if you don't know how to do that, That is something to explore and sit with yourself and listen to what you have to say, your inner self has to say. And maybe I'll do a podcast on that, um, how I I figured some of that stuff out myself. And the last thing I'll bring up, and this is not a topic that I brought up earlier, but I meant to bring up is literally not giving a what anyone else thinks. Like literally not caring. And this is not to say that you're doing things to harm people or you're being selfish or whatever, but I literally mean the people's opinions who are just talking their shit just to talk their shit. I can't tell you how many times in my adult life, and I'm including in my 30s. I'm 30 right now. I'll be 31 this summer. But like the amount of times I've encountered grown adult people who are just talking their because they're talking the shit and they have nothing better to do with their life. And it's sad, but it's made me question myself, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to question your own identity and make sure that you are keeping yourself in check, most certainly. But what is not okay is allowing those people's opinions, their their comments, their negativity just allowing all of that to make you a smaller person to fit in a box that everyone else wants you to fit in simply because they're projecting. That is not okay. And I speak this a hundred percent from experience because I have experienced this so many times in my life, whether it's you know, close friends, whoever, or even as broad as social media, guys. I'm by no means do I consider myself like a quote-unquote influencer. I think that's BS. But I have a large social media following and a platform, and I love it. I love getting to talk to you guys, and I love, you know, hearing what you guys have to say and everything. But with that comes negativity, and I've gotten a lot of hate comments, which is unfortunate and sad, and some of it makes me chuckle, but it most certainly does take a hit to anyone's mental health. And I think everyone has experienced some form of, quote unquote, cyberbullying or negativity because people have nothing better to do than do that. Like, I have found in my life, the happiest people have the least to say about other people in a negative light. Like, seriously, I'm not even joking. The most, like, successful people have more wisdom and more positivity and you know good constructive criticism to say to other people but they're not really talking their to other people like they're not out here saying oh you know this person's outfit is blah 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 or whatever or oh they could be doing this differently and you know the way they're doing it is wrong like those people don't care they literally don't have the like mental space or capacity to be talking that way like I have found the people who have the most to say are the ones that are generally not happy with themselves. So apply this to your life. And if those people are really affecting your identity, you need to do a self-check and try to figure out why you're allowing that. I'm guilty of this as well. I 100% have grown up as a people pleaser, as someone who is very empathetic and I care what other people think because I, I care about other people. But that has also been a fault of mine because it's affected my mental health and my ability to be myself a lot of times. And it's something I'm recovering from and I'm working on every day actively. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But if you really break it down and you see yourself for the person that you actually are, not the person that these, these negative people are saying you are, but truly the the people who care about your well-being, the ones I was talking about that are, you know, part of your core circle, who will give you constructive criticism in the the best possible way. Those people should be the people that you care about their opinion. Granted, you're not going to necessarily agree with everything they say, but take what those people have to say into consideration, not these other jokers. Like, if you really look at some of these people who are talking their they're not doing much with their life which is sad and it's i'm not talking about them but like if they were more focused on themselves and their growth and the growth of the people around them that they care about they would be making strides of progress so like i said focus more on your core values on your core being what makes you happy what what lights the fire inside of you what ignites you not what other people are telling you you should be doing or what other people are telling you you could do better. At the end of your life, moments leading up to when you leave this world, you leave this earth, you will be looking back at your life. And when you look back at your life, are you going to be happy with the person that you were and the life that you built for yourself? Or are you going to be regretting your life because you wished you had done more? You wished you had done the things that you wanted to do and been the person you wanted to be? That's the question I pose to you. And that's the question I pose to myself a lot of times. So in these moments, which are completely normal by the way, the moments where you don't feel like yourself and you don't feel like you are living up to the life or the expectation that you are setting for yourself. Ask yourself, who am I and what makes me who I am? That's what I want you to ask yourself and take some of the steps that I shared if you choose and try to figure out who you are because at the end of the day, no one else is going to do this for you. You have to do it for yourself. And it's no one else's job to be you. It's yours. That's kind of the thing you signed up for, I guess, when you were born. I guess you didn't really sign up for it. It was kind of not your choice. But at the end of the day, we can be whoever we want to be, which is the beauty of each of us being so unique as humans. And if you are constantly living your life for other people's approval or just for other people, to accept you, or if you are constantly trying to fill your time up with things that you think are going to make you happy, but in reality, they leave you really empty, you are just escaping yourself from one of the most beautiful parts of life, which is living your own life and being you. And I don't know about you, but that makes me really sad for anyone who feels that way, myself included. I've been there. I get it, I even have moments still at 30 years old where I feel like this. And additionally, anyone who is not willing to accept you for the person that you are, I feel sad for them. And I feel sorry for them that they are allowing their own insecurities and projecting their own issues out into the universe, out into the world, that they can accept the beautiful person that you are for who you are. Now, if you're a serial killer, this does not apply to you. Or if you do anything that's like really messed up, no, this doesn't apply to you if you're a bad person. But if you are a good person and people are just not accepting you for the type of person that you are because it's not their cup of tea, that is their problem. That is on them. But don't let their issues, their insecurities, their way of life. Don't let all of that lead you to be a different person if that's not who you are. So that's my TED Talk for the day. As always, I would love to hear from any of you who this resonates with. Feel free to DM me on my main page, Miss Jen Lifts on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm sorry, TikTok and or on my Nicole Radio page as well. Now, I'm going to answer a question. It's a longer one, so I'm just going to answer one that someone had asked me and the question was favorite thing about yourself. And I actually really like this question because this is not something I think a ton about, but it was a very thought-provoking question that I took the time to sit with and ask myself, what is my favorite thing about myself? And It's actually a negative and a positive thing um, because it's everything. With most things, there's sometimes a double edged sword or pros and cons. But one of the things that I, or my favorite things I should say about myself, is my ability to be empathetic or compassionate. And I love this about myself because I think that there's not enough in the world, there's not enough empathy, there's not enough compassion. And I think people see people with issues or anger and all these other emotions as, oh, well, this person is da-da-da, or, you know, they're taking it out on me. And, you know, it, they take it personally. And when I see people who are dealing with stuff or they're being in a hole or like they're being a jerk, I don't really see them in that way. I see that as a projection of who they are. Meaning, I see that as a projection of something they are dealing with inwards that they have not processed or worked through, that they are now projecting into the world. Why this can also be a negative, which I'm sure many of you can guess, is I give people way too many chances at times, and I have learned to create better boundaries because of this, because a lot of times people will take advantage of that, and they tend to abuse knowing that about me. Um, but that also goes into play, um, how important it is to set boundaries with other people and picking the right people in your life as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you have questions that you would like me to answer, please DM me at Nicoa radio, or if you want to DM me on my personal page, it is Miss Jenlifts and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.